the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. I got a call. Not a call, actually. A question from my fireside chat, which comes out every Thursday. Went to PragerU.com. So, a young person, a person in her 20s, I don't remember what city, asked me the following question at my place of work. Everybody's expected to, to, what's the phrase, take a knee? And I don't want to, but if I don't, I will probably lose my job. What should I do? question made me I've been thinking about that question was there ever a time in American history when Christians were truly dominant in the society that you ever had to do something since let's put it this way since 1776 I'll speak about moments in the colonies Since 1776, with the dominant religion of Christianity, specifically Protestant Christianity, was there ever a time where somebody at work was told you had to do something Christian or affirm something Christian or you will lose your job? Can you think of any? I can't think of any. Maybe somebody listening can think of something. You know, genuflect. Or, I don't know. Say the Nicene Creed. Or you will, uh, or you lose your job. Or even, was even anybody ever, forget even losing their job, was anybody ever pressured into affirming Christianity publicly or suffer social consequences at work. For at least half a century, more actually, the secular university has taught people that Christianity embodied intolerance. And they would generally go to medieval Europe to give examples. And and there were examples. I mean, it's not, not going not to deny history. But you would have, you do have to go to medieval Europe to get to the intolerance. Now, so far, no one is being burned at the stake. That is, that is absolutely accurate. But you would have to go back hundreds of years, and in Europe, not in America, 
to see the intolerance that the left is, shows in America and other, especially English-speaking countries, take a knee. The least racist, multi-ethnic, multi-racial country in history, and you have to affirm the symbol of racist persecution of people of color. It's not only a lie, it's, it's, a, it's religious intolerance in the extreme. I've said to you, as long as you have ever heard me, that leftism is a secular religion. People don't live without religion. They either have the Bible-based ones in the West, or they make up secular ones. You've heard me say that hundreds of times. You are now witnessing it. There is a meme that you should adopt. Racism is evil, and the left is evil. Just like fascism was evil, and communism was evil. The biggest anti-fascists were theoretically communists. Anti-fascism is a wonderful thing. But it was a mask behind which communists did massive evil. Anti-racism is a wonderful thing, and it is a mask behind which the left is destroying our country. Literally. That's the state of it. Do you have to take a knee at your place of work? Maybe a place of work isn't open yet. If people so much as post data, like did you know that the National Academy of Sciences just 2019, last year, uh, announced that uh, the, the concluded that there was no disproportionate amount of racist bias in police forces. National Academy of Sciences, that's the highest scientific group in the United States, have they been? T- has it been taken over by racists? The injury to the country is could be mortal. The injury to to black life is devastating. If you think the greatest problem that black life encounters in America is white racism, then it's uh, it's a almost hopeless that things will improve. one eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six the cowardice of companies is very uh very disturbing but i've 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 known that my whole life so did lenin he's he is the person that people say said and if he didn't say it somebody else said it that uh, the Western businesses will 
vie with one another to sell us the noose with which to hang them. The rope, the rope. So I'm reading here, Proactive and Angie's List, our latest advertisers to drop Tucker Carlson's Fox News show this week. Wow. Joining Jackson Hewitt Tax Services. They're all so afraid. That's really something. He has such a uh, an intelligent show. They joined Poshmark, Jackson Hewitt, Disney, T-Mobile, Vary, and Papa John's Pizza, all of which pulled out of the show's advertising lineup in the past week. Why, why is that? I, I'm trying to look for the reason here. A Fox News spokesman told The Wrap on Thursday that Disney and T-Mobile have moved their ads to other programs on the network, saying all national dollar ads were moved to other programs and there has not been any national money lost. That's interesting. In 2018, at least 26 advertisers, Red Lobster, Lexus, Pfizer, IHOP, Smile Direct Club, Nerd Wallet, and Ancestry dropped their ads from his show after Carlson said immigrants made America poorer and dirtier. I'd like to see the full quote. Will people drop... Um, What's his name? Who they just found? Uh, he had said the N word. Howard Stern. Will, will advertise? Was he? Is he going to be removed from the? Uh, from, I'm, I'm not saying he should, but I I want to know how uh, how consistent this notion is that if you uh, ever said anything wrong, that ends your career. But it's, it seems to be in only one direction, obviously. Al Sharpton, who has done true evil in his life, was Barack Obama's uh, hero. How many times did he go to the White House? Fifty? One eight Prager seven seven six. Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. All right. President is speaking about police reform and. Uh, Let's see if uh, it's... Well, it's actually... Is it William Barr or the president now? Okay. They are great men and women. When others run away from danger, police run straight into harm's way, often putting their lives at stake to protect someone who they don't know or never even met. Great danger. Police officers run straight toward... This incredible harm. Take the World Trade Center. They ran straight into the twin towers of 9-11. Many of them never returned. Never returned. Vast numbers of New York's finest never returned. Last year, I presented the Medal of Valor to six heroic police officers who ended a Murderous rampage so professionally in Dayton, Ohio. Hundreds of people would have been killed, surely, 
without them. We ask our police to put on the uniform and risk their lives for us every day, the least we deserve and the least we can do, because they deserve it so much. They have to get our gratitude, and we have to give them great respect for what they do, for the job is one of the most dangerous jobs on Earth, one of the most difficult jobs on Earth. Last year alone, 89 law enforcement officers were killed in the line of duty. In recent days, two members of law enforcement were killed amid riots and looting, and hundreds of police officers were injured just recently. One officer was shot in the head and is now laying in a hospital, almost totally paralyzed. Despite our very good record on crime, Law and order must be further restored nationwide, and your federal government is ready, willing, and able to help, as we did in Minneapolis after it got out of control for four days. Okay. I wanted to give you an idea of what the uh, president is saying, but uh, we can play highlights for you later or tomorrow. And one eight Prager seven seven six, and Carol in what? I guess Winston Salem, North Carolina. Dennis, I'm the same age you are, seventy one. Yes, sir. So I was born during, as you would say, and I I think I was born in the best country in the world. I'm I'm an American first, having to be black. And you were talking about youth, but when I was a young kid. And, and uh, I didn't have, a, I guess, really nothing to look at. So, so I, I got married, and, and my wife had visions. I didn't. And she, and I always had a vision of a little black kid born in Baltimore of a rural house. My wife said, no, I don't want that. I want to be, leave it to Beaver House. So we went to work, and we got to leave it to Beaver House with the picket fence. And I know darn well if it wasn't for my wife and being married, I don't know where, where I, I would be right now. So marriage, like you said, is a very important thing for black men to, to have and stay with their women. How many of your relatives feel as you do? None. <laughs> okay, I, I'm from Baltimore. I, I, so when I went to retire, well, I, 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 lived, I was in Baltimore, but then I moved about 20 miles north of Baltimore. My relatives have a black mentality. Dennis, I can't, there's no way I, I could persuade them. They just have a, a mentality that the country is bad, even though they got good jobs and everything else, but they have a mentality. And it's hard. Man. Even in, in this community that I'm in now, I talk to some of these black kids, and they have a mentality that I don't get. If I, if I, would, I'm, I don't I'm, get it either, to be honest. They have, it, you man. say they have good jobs. Yeah. Right. So I, what does the country stop them from doing because they're black? And I'm going to tell you, the, the funny thing, Vince, when I was a kid, Back back in the I guess in, in the seventies when all segregation went through and they gave all these uh, like the post office gave black ten, ten points extra and gave so, you cop out social security got ten points more than whites and so they had a, a leg up and I just don't understand I mean it, it just amazes me I, I, I tell them the truth about the black caucus I, I told them without the black caucus the crime bill would have never passed forget about Joe Biden if the black caucus did not vote that in and, 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 and they begged for it I remember that. I remember a lot of things about history. So, 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 so we, we all talk about Joe Biden. Go to the black. All right, right, right. All right, but but, but go back to my question. What if okay. I asked your relatives, 
what does this racist country stop you from doing? What would they answer? They wouldn't have an answer. Because I, I talked to them. They, they told me, well, well, you know, we can't go. I said, you can go anywhere. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, you didn't finish your sentence. They can't go where? You can go. They tell me that, well, the white man's keeping me down. I try to explain to them. The how white man keeps them how, down? Yeah, and, and, and they can't explain to me why the white man's keeping them down. I, I, I tell them, I'm a black. I, 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 I said, you're the same call. I, 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 I moved out to, to, to Bel Air, 40 miles out of Baltimore. And they, they was worried I was going to get killed. I just said, you may not go out there. The town's going to get you. And my mother said that to me. Wow. So, All right, I got to let you go. Thank you. <laughs> I Look, years ago I wrote it's the biggest libel of our lifetime, and indeed I think of the modern era, that uh, the, the United States is a racist country. Who does it help? So you see, what is it? What is the famous qui bono, right? Who benefits? For whom is it good? Always ask that question. Whom does it benefit to preoccupy the country with the, with the charge of racism? It doesn't benefit blacks. There is nothing worse. I I can't think of anything. I mean, other than uh, you know, being killed or something. But psychologically, there is nothing more paralyzing than thinking of yourself in, as a victim. This is true for anyone of any race. In my book on happiness, there's a chapter on being a being. A member of what you consider a victim group or you being a victim. How it it paralyzes your ability to develop and, of course, makes being happy impossible. So blacks don't benefit, whites don't benefit, but the left benefits. if If there should be any communal black anger, or indeed national anger... It should be at the Democratic Party, which runs all these cities. Fifty, half a century at least. <laughs> it's, it's, it. We're living in a make-believe world. We continue. You're listening to The Dennis Prager Show. I've been looking for a while. Okay, welcome to The Dennis Prager Show. I am stunned. I'm still stunned. It's hard to stun at this point. At the Supreme Court decision yesterday, two days ago, well, yesterday. It was a pure act of legislation. It's as if it's Congress. Well, to talk about this, what it is about, why it happened, I have senior counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom. These are the people that take these issues to the court and defend the uh, traditional side of values. David Cortman, senior counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom, or ADF as everybody knows it. Hello, uh, David. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Well, thank you for having me on again. 
Can you, uh, in a nutshell, tell my listeners what happened at the Supreme Court? Yeah, it, it, as you mentioned, it's, it's quite incredible. Um, <clears throat> the court basically redefined a law. There's a law called Title VII. It was enacted nearly 60 years ago, and basically to protect women's rights in the workplace uh, for the most part. And what happened was it says you can't treat someone worse because of their sex. Well, yesterday, for the first time in 60 years, the court said that sex, which has meant biological sex between men and women, now all of a sudden means sexual orientation and transgender status. And that's what the new meaning of sex is. So they retroactively wrote the law that's been on the books for over 50 years. You know, even if one agrees that one shouldn't have such discrimination, I don't even understand how they can defend that decision. So, and the fact that so-called conservatives... Uh, Roberts and Gorsuch joined the the left-wing uh, group. Gorsuch wrote the opinion. Uh, is very, uh, very disturbing. It, it's almost like it doesn't even matter if conservatives are appointed to the Supreme Court. Uh, often nothing happens. Is my read too dire? No, not at all. And And the reason for that is there's a principle in the law saying that you look at what the law meant at the time uh, it was passed to decide its, its meaning. And so the common meeting, both from Congress and the general public. So, so what's incredible about this opinion, back in 1964, transgender status wasn't even a thing. Sex orientation didn't come into play till like a decade later. So, so to get to the point where you could somehow say that at that time, this is what it meant, is is quite remarkable. In reading the opinion, you get that sense that boy, it was really a little bit of tortured reasoning to try to to try to get that all to fit, as you could imagine. Again, I, I I'm I'm stunned. Are you you know the court so much better than I? I mean, you know the individuals. Did Gorsuch and Roberts uh, su- surprise you? They did, and and the reason they did was it, it's not so much. You know, people say, well, this is the, these are the liberal justices, these are conservative justices, and, and you can't really box them in like this. But on this issue, when you're looking at what we thought was a fairly straightforward question, which everybody agreed to, so it's not like they changed. They said, okay, what, did, what does the word sex mean in 1964? You look up dictionaries, common meaning, psychology, sociology, in the law. You know, no matter where you look, in 1964, sex meant man and woman, period. And we know that sex orientation is completely different. That's your attraction to someone. Transgender status is, is what you consider your gender to be. So we know those things are different. Yet somehow the fact that, that these conservative justices that say they're looking at original intent to say that they're textualists, which means you look at what the words say, and then come up with a meaning that, that is, is 60 years later and only you know, pushed by some was surprising, to be frank. Yeah, well, you have to talk to them so you I can use the word shocking. You'll use the word surprising. Uh, I was stunned. I, I read it and I thought I, I'm getting this wrong. But so that does that mean I want let, now? Let's play it out. The Supreme Court has now stated that the law of the United States is that if you are biologically male, say you are female, you by law of the country must be allowed to compete against biological women in uh, sports 
Well, that's the argument that's going to be pushed and already being pushed uh, by those on the left. The interesting thing about the court, although it laid down this principle that Title VII, which is this workplace law, protects this, it also said, well, we're not dealing with those issues yet. We're not dealing with the sports. We're not dealing with the women's shelters. We're not dealing with health care, all those types of arguments. But, 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 even but, today, they, but wait, I don't know why they're not. Hold on with me, please. I'm speaking to David Cortman. Senior Counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom, and they uh, are uh, contactable at yourfreedomfund.org. And I, I just might add, you should help them out. They're great. Yourfreedomfund.org, 800-469-9656. <laughs> All right, everybody, Dennis Prager here. The Supreme Court decision yesterday is mind-boggling. That two so-called conservatives joined in it uh, is very disconcerting. Even if you agree with the issue of you don't discriminate against transgender and uh, and gays, etc., they made law. They didn't interpret law. You argued, or you and or your organization argued at the Supreme Court, is that correct? Yes, um, exactly. John Bursch, one of my colleagues here at ADF, actually argued uh, in the Harris Funeral Home case. Was he surprised? What did he predict? We all were. Um, You know, we we, we thought uh, at a minimum it would be five to four the other way and possibly even going further the other way. And the reason for that, it was just an issue about um, what they call statutory construction. In other words, what does the law mean? You don't have to get into the current issues of, of, of marriage and sexual orientation to say what did the law mean in 1964. So that's we're expecting to be uh, what we thought was an easy result by the Supreme Court. Wow. So now let's talk reality. In, in Connecticut... Uh, every record but one in high school uh, girls racing is held by biological men who identify as women. Will that now be the law of the land? Well, that's what the other side's already arguing, and that's what we're fighting against. And the court didn't rule on it. In fact, it said it wasn't ruling on it, was leaving those cases for another day. Uh, but as you mentioned, the principle, you know, the I, other side is going to Yes, I, of over. course, I don't understand that. If you can't discriminate against transgender, then you can't say because you're a biological man, you can't wrestle a biological female or you can't race against one. I, 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 it, I, it seems to me like it's, it's an open and shut case now. Well, you know, the problem, though, is, is, and this is one of the most disturbing parts of the opinion, in part, it seems to, to eliminate the differences between men and women, and biologically speaking, we know they exist and we know they, they matter, and there are differences. Privacy facilities, shelters, bathrooms, restrooms, showers, sports. And so it's, it's a fight we've got to continue to make because it does matter to our young women and girls who are basically saying, look, you can compete, but you can't win. And that's not fair, and it undoes what the law is supposed to be protecting. Well, at a at a given time, I, I would see it, basically, female sports in America will start to collapse. I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't see an, an alternate scenario here. 
Anyway, I want to thank you. Did you want to say something? I heard you begin a. a no, I, I was. Just, I was just going to agree that 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 maybe when that begins to happen, and you see these young men eliminating all the the young women from the from the podium, the winner's podium, maybe we'll be. Wait a minute. Maybe there was a mistake. Maybe we need to go back and visit it, and, and hopefully that time will be sooner than later. David Cortman, I want you to know you have a big fan. And Dennis Prager, the Alliance Defending Freedom is truly a great group. So well, we always appreciate all your support, Dennis. Thank you. So please go to their website, folks. You got to help the fighters. Remember, good people are in three groups: those who fight, those who help the fighters, and those who do nothing. Those who help the fighters are just as important as the fighters. ADF uh, are fighters, and they are contactable or just learn what they're doing yourfreedomfund.org yourfreedomfund.org 800-469-9656 it's mind-boggling the world that we have, have, have entered here I don't I, I, I just don't get it what goes on in the mind of a biological male in high school who wins all these races against biological girls and thinks that what he, she, and I'm not knocking the person's transgender status. I'm knocking the person's decency. Get the difference? On the left, you are right if you are in a, a celebrated minority. Right is not determined by decency, honesty, integrity, or, or let alone any absolute system of values. It is determined by race, gender, and class. Christianity has the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jews have God, Torah, Israel, and the left has race, gender, class. Oh, and of course, America has liberty, e pluribus unum, and God we trust. Trinities run the world. Pick your trinity. American, America has a trinity that no matter what your religion was wonderful and universal. E pluribus unum, liberty and in God we trust. As I've been telling you, the left has made war on all three. And now you see the consequences. The speed with which civilization can be destroyed is breathtaking. The speed with which civilization is built is centuries. Just remember that. All righty. Dana Point, California, and Chris. Hello, Chris. How you doing? Good. I was just calling in. I know you've had uh, Clay Travis do one of your uh, Prayer U videos before, and uh, he had a he has a new guy coming on uh, Jason Whitlock who just um, he just left his job at Fox and uh, basically because he just doesn't agree with you know the mob mentality going on right now and and he's and he's leaving so all right I'm gonna look I'm gonna look into that I thank you uh, for telling me about that mob mentality it is you know that there is a biblical law do not follow the majority to do evil good one eh. A lot of good ones. The Dennis Prager Show. I 
like you to hear the title of the Los Angeles, a Los Angeles Times editorial today. Okay? I want you to hear this. When I say the left lies because truth is not a left-wing value, this would be example 25,812. Editorial. Atlanta police killed a black man for being drunk at Wendy's. That is a hundred percent lie. Not ninety-eight. Not ninety. It's not largely a lie. It's completely a lie. You know, I wrote a piece years ago. You could see it on the internet. My thousand columns are on the internet. How the left makes me religious or keeps me religious. I, I don't remember which it was. Keeps me or makes me. When I see the moral chaos that the secular left has produced, I, I am reaffirmed in my religious convictions. I still believe that the average religious person, even if they don't always tell the truth, and almost nobody does always, believes that truth is a value more than the left does. When they wrote this editorial, I know they knew they were lying. The Los Angeles Times editorial is lying. He was not killed for being drunk at Wendy's. They spoke to him for 26 minutes. They were unbelievably kind to the guy. Then he was drunk. And when they said, look, you'll have to go with us to the station, you're under arrest... He resisted and fought two officers, stole one of their tasers, tried to tase the officer. They don't even mention that in the editorial, at least what I saw. And that's when he was shot. It says, shot in the back. That's that's all you know. Man was drunk, shot in the back. Drunk at Wendy's. People see that, they believe it, and then they riot. The role of the media in fomenting hysteria in this country, there's a special place in hell for journalists. It's the inner circle. That's how I, that's how I would say. That, with, same with the coronavirus, the hysteria. Oh, and hydroxychloroquine. Whoa. There's a special place in hell for the FDA. I do believe that. I think the FDA is responsible for many dead Americans because the president recommended hydroxychloroquine. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio.